VIP listeners, this episode of On The Mark is being brought to you by Tommy Copper. Tommy Copper was founded in 2010 with the simple goal of helping people live comfortable, healthy, happy lives. Tommy Copper's comfortable compression apparel, sleeves, socks, and orthotics are designed for everyday wear, providing muscle recovery, support, improved circulation, and helping to reduce pain and swelling. Gang, get on TommyCopper.com right now and use code SOCK25 and order all your compression needs. Summer's right around the corner. You're going to be in the gym. You're going to be trying to be a little more active and get that beach body. Utilize Tommy Copper's groundbreaking technology to get that done. Tommy Copper, the better company for compression wear. Gang, on this episode of On the Mark, we are celebrating the Eagles' triumphant Super Bowl victory. Groundbreaking stuff in Philadelphia. We have long time... 94.1 WIP Sports Talk host Big Daddy Graham joining us. So we're going to be discussing Super Bowl, Philadelphia, the state of the city. We're going to be talking about some other things Super Bowl related. And we're really uh, going to get you guys pumped up for this parade Thursday. The party continues, Benny. So get this thing going. Both things. He's back. He steps up. He is going deep. And it is caught by Elshon Jeffrey for a touchdown. Blunt across the 20, the 50, the 10, the 5. The train is in the end zone. And the pass goes into the end zone. To Nick Foles. And it's a touchdown by Nick Foles. Back goes Foles. Fires. Slant. Touchdown. Zach Ertz. Ready back again. He steps up his head and falls forward. And he fumbles the football and the Eagles have it. It is recovered by Dallas. It is unrecovered by Barnett. 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 Brady fumbles and Barnett has the ball. And the game is over. The game is over. The Philadelphia Eagles are Super Bowl champions. Eagles fans everywhere. This is for you. Let the celebration begin. It was truly a memorable night in Philadelphia as the Eagles finally brought back the Lombardi Trophy in dramatic fashion. Just an unbelievable Super Bowl, a shootout for the ages. Almost reminded you of a college BCS bowl game, the way teams were going up and down the field. There were certainly some good defensive moments, but you can't deny that it was an offensive battle. As Eagles fans all over the city, all over the area, were on the edge of their seat, edge of their couch, edge of their bar stool. They, they reeled in that championship. You know, watching that game with a bunch of Eagles fans, I saw a lot of different kinds of emotions. Who was crying? Who was jumping for joy? Who was pissed drunk? A lot of different emotions because when historic things like this happen for the first time ever, you reflect on all you've been through as a fan and frankly as a person. You reflect on friends and family that aren't around with you to enjoy the championship. It's a uh, whirlwind of emotions when something, you know, that uh, special happens. 
And uh, Benny, I know you took in the game. I know you enjoyed the game. What were you seeing? I certainly enjoyed that game, Marky. It was a magical run for these Eagles this year, and the Super Bowl was certainly a magical ending to the entire season for them. It was unbelievable how they went out there, took every shot Brady gave them. The Patriots didn't punt a single time, Marky. That's remarkable for a team that lost the Super Bowl. They set records, most yards by a playoff team ever. And let me just say this, gang. Uh, My co-host here, Benny Spielberg, he... He predicted a score in a high, very high score, and even had a forty number in his prediction. Uh, Benny, correct me if I'm wrong there. I did. I so, did. I f- totally foresaw Tom Brady having his way with the yeah. Eagles. And as you guys know, I ended up the last episode, wrapped up the last episode, talking about how the possibility was out there for Brady to go surgical and put on a clinic against the Eagles, and he certainly did. With that being said, I. I predicted the Eagles to win the game, which happened. Ed Barkowitz, who we had on the last episode, uh, he predicted an Eagles win. And uh, Benny, Ed hit on a lot of his prop bets too, right? From the ones we ran through on the show. Yeah, Ed was right on the money. And he I'll was. T- uh, I'll tell you what, I I just did not foresee the Eagles being able, able to keep up with Tom Brady and these Patriots. Not to mention Doug Peterson sticking to his guns and not being scared to play for first place. Ah, Peterson was phenomenal. He he said I had a quote after the game. He said, "Man, if you call plays conservatively, you're gonna go eight and eight, nine and seven every year. What's the point?" Peterson was brilliant. Nick Foles was brilliant. The touch, the accuracy, no drop balls. Uh, I think maybe they had one or two drops tops. I remember Torrey Smith dropped one, but then made up for it immediately on a third big third down conversion. I mean, they were they were they were pretty much flawless, man. Hence, the Lombardi coming home, coming to Philadelphia for them. It's a, it's a big-time deal. A I'm so happy for deal. them. I'm so happy for the city. And it's so perfect for them to be able to go out, get it against not only Tom Brady, who's the greatest quarterback ever, against Belichick, possibly the greatest coach ever, but in all honesty, win that rematch against the team that 13 years ago kept them from bringing back this Super Bowl And let me just say this. I'm kind of being funny, but it's the truth. Was Eric Rowe a Trojan horse that the Eagles gave to the Patriots? Hmm. I mean, my God, he got used and abused all night. A lot of national media attention. Hey, why didn't Malcolm Butler play? Now things are coming out. He broke a curfew. He uh, apparently practiced poorly all week. So they went with Rowe instead. Malcolm Butler, folks, did not have a very good year. I saw him get exploited throughout the season. Uh, Benny, I know you did too. I was just going to say, Marky, our good friend TNJ, I heard screaming all season, every Sunday, about Malcolm Butler and how he couldn't cover a goddamn thing. Yep, so that's that's a lot of fake news right there. Uh, Media looking to cause a little bit of a stir in New England. Now... I was watching SportsCenter late last night after I got off of Broad Street when I got back to the castle on the hill, and I couldn't believe the timing. I heard Scott Van Pelt on SportsCenter call Tom Brady the greatest living American. Benny, you know and I know, I coined that phrase months ago. On the mark. I, I think maybe even a year ago. At least. I know. That might have been in our first On the Mark episode ever. I know. That's something I like always jokingly said, but I'm actually kind of serious. I always question people and tell them, give me a better living American. Nobody can give me a good name. And here's the thing. 
Everybody now is well aware of our Scott Van Pelt drama, beef, disagreement, not seeing eye to eye, whatever you want to call it. Benny, last night I'm on Broad Street celebrating. I had several listeners come up to me. Several. And say, man, I I respect so much you going toe-to-toe with Van Pelt. I love it. They really did. They respected it. And for me, it just goes back to being truthful. If you're truthful and you're being yourself and doing what you do and following your goals, people will respect it. Absolutely. You got to stay genuine, Marky. You got to stay grounded and you just got to be genuine with the people. So moral of the story, Scott Van Pelt is listening to this show, at least in bits, or his people are. Absolutely. And I I don't even want to debate it anymore. It's not even the first time that he's used some terminology that I've used. Well, I'll tell you this. One of the bare Jew rules of life is never give an asshole an even break, Marky. Yeah. And yeah, I'll tell good, you what, we're not giving that asshole an even break. Uh, that's a good rule to have. Now, speaking of assholes, Kevin Hart may have made a little bit of an ass of himself last night at the Super Bowl little post bit. game. Little bit. Number one, who is he to think he was get, go, going to get on stage where they were awarding the Eagles with the trophy. People were pissed Ertz was on stage because he had two false starts. Right. I heard that opinion. Yeah. So not only do not all the players get on stage, Tom Hanks couldn't get on that stage. The biggest Hollywood names couldn't get on that stage if they wanted to. Right. Who is Kevin Hart to think he's going to get on that stage? Maybe The Rock could get on that stage. Well, he would impose his will. I was going to say, who would stop him? And then maybe he would rock bottom like Goodell off the stage through a random tent or By table. God. <laughs> that man has a family. Um, and then he goes on NFL Network set post-game and drops an F-bomb and they kick him off. Yeah, disgrace. Yeah, Benny, play the sound bite there if you can. We're very lucky to have this guy a part of this team. I've been drinking. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'm on cloud nine. It's a celebration early. No, I'm, I started the celebration early. But you know what? Philadelphia is a great city. I thought, I hope this is an example of what we can do. We gave a fuck. Oh, yeah. Hey, I, I love you. And we can't forget. And there, there. I don't condone it, but there's no shame in it, and it doesn't make anybody a bad person. Kevin Hart has a DUI and another alcohol-related incident. Maybe he has a little bit of a problem here. But, you know, shit. Who are we to judge a guy for partying because his hometown team won it all? He's at the Super Bowl. I'm certainly not judging him for that. All I'm judging him is for a guy who makes his living on being on camera and in front of people. Right. And understanding as a stand-up comedian the use of language and when is appropriate to say certain things and right. knowing exactly what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. Not I, having the control. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're bashing him for, not having the self-control. Yeah, go 
Go to his head off now to a Super Bowl after party and get nuts. You want to say whatever you want, act however you want in your box suite that you had? Yes. Feel free, and I'm sure you did. In fact, I saw your Instagram videos. You definitely did. Yeah. But it, once you're trying to get on stage, yeah, it makes post game, it just doesn't. It's 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 idiotic. It makes yeah. no sense. Something else I'm curious as to why people aren't connecting the dots here. You got the Phillies winning it all in '80, in 2008. What, Benny? Uh, the Sixers won it in 83. And the Eagles just won the Super Bowl in 2018. Philly's the, the crazy eights. Yeah, it must be a secret good number for this city. Seriously, I'll tell you what. They need to start stressing this number. Yeah, maybe, hey, maybe it's a sign for the Sixers and Flyers this year. You know, I understand this isn't the 2018 season, but the Super Bowl was played in 2018. I Absolutely. Mean, th- there's a connection. Absolutely. It's the only Super Bowl to be played in 2018. Now, before we get the break, I just want to shout out my all-time woman crush. Someone who didn't win a championship here. Olivia Culpo loses out on the Rookie of the Year Sports Illustrated swimsuit honoree. She lost out to Alexis Wren, who's a damn special chick herself. But, you know, I love Olivia. She I know would, you love Olivia, Mark, and I, I and love I can, Olivia too, but... And I cannot believe, uh, it's honestly pretty funny to me, I've noticed many of our listeners have all of a sudden been following her on Instagram and I Twitter. Bet. I think our show gave Olivia Culpo more recognition than she knows. I'll tell you what, we preach for other shows stealing our material, and since we put Olivia Culpo as our Italian of the Week... Yeah, and tweeted it out dozens of times. Spotlighting her on the episode, Mm -hmm. guess what? About three or four shows now are randomly reaching out to Olivia Culpo. Love Olivia Culpo. Yep, Barstool namely. I know, Barstool, a lot of them, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mean, it's just a joke, guys. Give us the resources, give us the $100 million investment... And we're going to do the same thing that a barstool does, but we're going to do it ten times better. It, it's a joke at this point, Benny. It's a damn joke. Yeah, we wouldn't hire ex-defensive linemen either to give political opinions. Oh, yeah, uh, Willie Colon over at Barstool doing the morning show on Sirius XM. Offensive linemen, yeah, sorry. an offensive guard, Hofstra, played for Pitt, Pittsburgh, played for the Jets, what have you. The, the guy's a joke. For him to anchor the morning show, be a big part of it, it's a total joke. I'm not even going to acknowledge it we got into a little twitter spat with him we'll just leave it at that it's not even worth it's all about staying in your lane man stay in your lane and it's frankly it's just it's not worth listening to his show so we're we're past that benny absolutely (laughs) all right gang once we get past this break we're getting right into big daddy Graham. Big Daddy Graham, you are now on the mark. It's a pleasure having you on. How was your Super Sunday? I know you must be excited. It was, uh, well, let's get this out of the way. It was probably the greatest football game I ever saw in my life. And I'm not exactly 35 years old anymore. 
it, it was just we'll get uh, we'll, all right. We'll talk about the game first. The only people that could really complain about that game would be defensive purists. And I get that. Okay, if your guy doesn't like that amount of points, and that's you know. But the odd thing about this, you know, 41-33 game, whatever it was, uh, like some of the first plays that I think of were defensive hits. Oh, the Malcolm you know, Jenkins hit was tremendous. Oh, oh my God. The, the Brandon Graham strip. Of course. Which turned out to be the key movement in the game. They had that. And don't it. forget um, the back on New England white. Um, yeah, yeah. What's his first name? I'm throwing a blank. I've been up like two James, minutes. Yeah, no, of course. James, running back James White. Yeah, well, you know, I don't think Rodney McLeod was started off his day thinking he was going to end up with White's package in his face on that tackle. Right, right, right. That was, one of, that was a great tackle. So, and I've always said this about games that put up a lot of points. You still get great defensive moments. Plays have to end in tackles. Of course. Uh, you know, so give me the kind of game that was yesterday. I mean, really, how do you beat the Patriots when Brady throws for over 500 yards? You know, uh, you miss extra points. Well, so did they. Uh, oh, here's a highlight of the game. I'm being game specific now. Brady drops a pass. Nick Foles doesn't. <laughs> yeah, right. How about that? That should be a headline. You know, if it was back in the day day when, you know, every city had three or four dailies, uh, that'd be a great headline. Yes. Brady drops fast. Foles does it. Almost like a spoof. Yeah. 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 Now that's the game. The game itself was just amazing, but the, the emotion of it all, uh, I, I host uh, Eagle parties at a PJ Whalen hands up at Bluebell. I have for 13 years now, yes. every game home away playoffs, whatever. And, it was, you know, completely packed to the rafters. And when that game ended, there were grown men weeping. Yes. I'm not saying the whole place, but, you know, there, there were guys literally sitting at the table or at the booth or whatever, just like, I don't mean like a tear coming down their face, openly weeping. And if you talk to those people, like I did all last night in 94 WIP, I'm really just waking up. Uh, most people not, would bring up their dads. Yeah. They would bring up their granddads, you know. And let me tell you how this all works, because you can't leave the other gender out of the mix as well. Uh, my daughter, Ava, who works for WIP's morning show now, her, she's a fanatical football fan, lives and dies with the Eagles more than any other team in town. In fact, probably the only team. Now, so most people will just naturally assume that she got that off of me. Wrong. Like I said, I've been up real hands every Sunday for like 13 years. Her mother, my wife, uh, has been a longtime Eagle fanatic. Uh, and she got it off her stepfather. Wow. And brothers. Her stepfather, may he rest in peace, one of the great guys of all time, was was a major bookie in the city of Philly. I okay. don't mind saying it. Okay. He, they can't lock him up now. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was a prince of a man that's just a, the greatest dude of, of all time. But because of that, you know, his stepsons end up being fanatical football followers who like to bet a buck or two. So my wife got her love for football 
off her stepfather. Uh, so when that game ended yesterday, she shed a little tear for Phil, her stepfather, and Ava's all wrapped up in this because she got it off her mother from years of the two of them. They, Sunday, every Sunday, there they'd be, yeah. parked in front of the television, yeah. yelling, screaming. So it, it, if you try to follow the chain of emotion, it shows you why sports is just so unique and so great. And I played a riff last night uh, uh, that Ray Dinninger went on that uh, I've been riffing on it myself for like 20 years I've been riffing on this. But, you know, I'm not as eloquent as Ray. Ray just, well, he's in the Hall of Fame for a reason. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, Ray went on this riff about how over the years, well, uh, let me give you my riff first. It used to really bug me when, I don't know, you're watching some game on television and, you know, somebody within the Atlanta Braves uh, organization has passed on. So whoever's calling the game for the Phils, whether it was Harry or Tom McCarthy or whatever, you know, uh, they would mention, you know, the passing of this person within the Braves organization, blah, blah, blah. And then somebody inevitably would say, you know, usually from the Braves, that, well, this puts this on perspective that all what we really do is play a game. You know, this, you know, this, somebody dying, you know, of this disease, that's, it, it puts games in perspective. Mm -hmm. Like they don't mean anything. Mm -hmm. And, and I used to go, no, 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 no. Don't, don't say this belittles the games. It makes them even more important. But, I mean, what do you live for? You, you live for to uh, watch a great game, a great movie, listen to a, a, a terrific song, read a great book. You know, binge watch some mm -hmm. Netflix show. It's not all about work. Right, you know, right. most people, uh, I'm very, very fortunate that I've spent my life uh, in stand up and talk show radio and writing, it's things I love to do. I got really lucky that I was able to do that. But most people don't like their jobs. I sure as hell had many a crappy job mm -hmm. uh, in my lifetime. And so what do you do? You work to get to the weekend. Yes. You work to get to the game. Without them, what's what's the point of freaking living? Right. There isn't any. Right. So they're way more important. So Ray's riff last night was exactly that. He, uh, Ray's riff was over the years, people said to him, you know, you're such a great writer. Why do you write about games? I mean, you know, there's way more important things to write about in games. Mm. Well, I happen to think games are really important. You know, particularly in a world like today where people are looking to uh, divide everybody. Uh, a game like yesterday unites everybody. Uh, brought the you whole know, damn I, city together and then some. Uh, yeah, and then some, right. It was, uh, it, and I'll give you my moment. The game is over, uh, and it's the last game of the year, obviously. So I'm saying goodbye to a lot of people up at Wheelahans because I've been up there, you know, mm -hmm. since September. And blah, 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 hugging this, the whole place is going nuts. But I got to get in my car because I got to go to WIP. Mm -hmm. I was the first host on after, which was really cool. Uh, I mean, amazing. we have a post-game show, but when the post-game show was done, I was the, the, the first host on. And I'm in the car, and now I got uh, Meryl and Mike on, and they're talking. And, now, and then Meryl goes, let's show it down uh, to the floor for the presenting of the Lombardi Trophy. And then you heard, I don't know who the other voice was, or some big national voice that was beaming out in Minnesota, saying, let's all welcome Dow Green, 
with the Lombardi Trophy, you, you probably saw it on television. Yeah. Where Daryl Green makes that walk, and everybody's kissing the, you know, the the Lombardi Trophy. Well, I'm in the car, so I'm not seeing that. I mean, I've since have seen it. Right. But all I'm hearing is this Roman Gladiator music. Yeah. That they're playing, and when the, you know, PA announcer at the stadium went for the presentation of the Lombardi Trophy. I swear to God, Mark, a tear or two came down my face. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm a, it, music to me, I'm a big, huge music guy. Yes. Uh, the whole moment just, and I went, wow. You know, because the game was so stinking great, and because the last play of the game ended with, first you had to look to see if the ball was on the ground, which right. it was. Then you had to see if there were any flags. There yeah. weren't. Then you had to see if it was all zeros, and it was. And then you went nuts. Yeah, yeah. It was a series of... It, it, I filmed the crowd up at Willowhands yesterday, hundreds of people. And that final moment was like split-second re-emergence of emotion. Yeah. Because you had to wait for those three things. Uh, the ball definitely wasn't caught. No flags, all zeros. And it was... Because it went down to the last play, Nobody had time during the game to get emotional. Yeah. In a way, reflecting on your mom and dad right. and brothers and, you know, uncles and everybody that called me last night has some story about somebody. Oh, my, my uncle now lives out in Phoenix. You know, he was the first guy I called because my uncle took me to my first Eagles game. You know, and I love that stuff. Yeah. It, it's so much, it means so much more to me than. You know, an endless stream of boring statistics. Yeah. I, I, I'd rather hear that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, and, and I plan on getting more of it tonight uh, when I'm back on because uh, this it was just great. It really it was. Yeah. It was uh, the biggest game in the history of Philadelphia. I'm old enough to have seen all 52 of the Super Bowls. Mm -hmm. And I got to tell you, I got to the point. Well, I kind of was made peace with myself that it was just never going to happen for us. <laughs> yes, yes. I think many, many would agree with that. And made I this did. Peace. <laughs> you know, now, that's different than me watching the game, waiting for the other shoe to fall. You know, oh, the Eagles are going to blow it eventually. I, I'm not like that. I don't root that way. Yeah. But there's no getting around, you know, at that point 51 Super Bowls have been played and the Eagles had only been in two of them and lost those mm -hmm. and I'm I, I may be old but I'm not old enough for 60 mm -hmm. and plus and I know old timers in fact I had an old timer come in the air last night uh man at me for belittling the 60 championship and I said I don't mean to belittle it it's it's you know it obviously was important winning a NFL championship in 45 and 1952, but yeah. I'm sorry. Facts are facts. It's not what it is today. What it is today is the biggest event in the country. Right. You know, right. I, I will never, it's just so huge today that, okay, it, great that they played the game. You need the backstory of anything. And the backstory is the 60 Eagles and the, 48 Eagles, that all adds up into the story, but 
that Super Bowl has gotten so damn big. It's like on an Olympic type of level. It's almost like um, the NFL before the Super Bowl was the highest order of AAA baseball. Interesting. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, it, it, once they invented the Super Bowl, and you know everybody who's ever cast a Super Bowl check should send a tiny portion of it to Joe Namath, because if Joe Namath <laughs> and the Jets don't, well, if Joe Namath and the Jets don't win Super Bowl three, and it, I, I think that might have been the first one where it was actually called the Super Bowl, maybe. Yeah. Uh, uh, but if, if people don't remember this enough. Uh, the first two Super Bowls were embarrassing blowouts. Yeah. And everybody started saying, okay, the AFL is a really inferior league. Yeah. And then, you know, the Jets go into the game. Seriously, think about this. A 17-point underdog. 17 stinking points mm -hmm. they were. And then you got cocky, brass Joe Namath guaranteeing the victory. If they don't win that game, I'm telling you, there's a chance that the whole damn thing might have fizzled. Right. But it didn't. And it's right there that this game turns into, it, 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 it was almost like the, the Civil War, AFL versus NFL, yes. North versus totally South. Was. Yes. You know, and it, 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 look, I'm babbling. It was a great day. Parade's on Thursday, right? Yes, it is. That's confirmed through South Philadelphia, ending at the Art Museum. Yeah, that's new. That is new. Uh, and I like it. I do like it. Um, well, I like it and I don't like it. Here's what I don't... I haven't had time to give it a lot of thought. Uh, the Sixers championship uh, ended at JFK and the Citizen... Uh, the Phillies World Series... That, I prefer the way the Phillies did it. The Phillies World Series ended up coming into Citizens Bank. Oh, I enjoyed that thoroughly. Yeah, that was awesome. You know, and uh, I I think the Eagles parade should have ended up going inside the link. Yeah, where, I mean, you get the good acoustics. You could seat all those people. Yeah, uh, uh, but hey, you know, I'm quibbling over who cares. They're the Super Bowl champs. Uh, and I know I did a lot of talking about the fans. but uh, And I'm sure everyone you've talked to today might be saying the same thing, but... Uh, Doug Peterson, wow. Uh, he I, is I, I, a stud. He's got the, the balls of a burglar. That's what I was saying yesterday. Oh, my he God. He is unbelievable. You know? But the other part of the Doug Peterson story is, um, and thank God for our business. We actually have, like, sound bites and stuff of me saying, can we wait to Doug Peterson coaches one stinking game before you decide he sucks? Can yeah. we just wait right. from the coach right. one game, maybe? Right. Because as soon as he got hired, the phone calls started pouring in. It was not sexy. Uh, it was not at all. And I'm 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 proud of myself that uh, I hung in there with that because I took a lot of heat. What are you, some lap dog for the Eagles? Come on, it's the worst hire ever. Right. I don't know what this Mike Lombardi guy is going to do with his life now. Oh, man. He did issue an uh, apology a few weeks back, a formal barely. apology. Barely. Yep, barely. Barely. Well, supposedly, he's a Jim Swartz guy. Interesting. And tell you the truth, I mean, Super Bowl winners or not, uh, Eagles are going to have to sit down with Mr. Swartz and go, look, what's going on here? You know, uh, 
We gave us a lot of points. A yeah, lot, they, you got, know, they, got, they got gashed yesterday on defense. That, Brady was and surgical. And they got gashed a couple times this year when they mm-hmm. I thought shouldn't have. But, again, there were some great defensive plays. Yes, they're Super Bowl champs. So you got to have both, even on a day where they're giving up yards. The greatest quarterback ever, mm-hmm. admittedly so. Greatest quarterback ever. And, you know, over 500 yards. You know, Brandon Graham still made the play. Yeah. And Brandon Graham around my household, my daughter Ava – uh, did like eight appearances with Brandon this year for Millie's furniture. Okay. Uh, and so, you know, she got to know him real, really, really well. And he is completely as advertised, just the nicest guy, always ready to laugh and smile. I think he's really important to the Eagles. Oh, heck. Uh, not just as a player, but you need that guy to keep things loose. Yeah. You know, uh, and he and he keeps it loose. Uh, and, and the fact that my daughter got to know him so well, and he makes the big play at the end. Uh, but, you know, my daughter just completely uh, flipped down. It, it's a it's going to be a great week. It's going to oh, be a man, great. It is. It is going to and... be a great off season. You know, if the uh, if the Sixers should, could ever get it together, you know, we'd have another little thing. I myself love big five basketball. I'm sure. Nobody's the number one team in the country. But apparently, I'm the only one who cares about that anymore. <laughs> right, right, right. No, people will turn their focus towards it. They're just, uh, it's got to. No, it. they don't. No? no? I hate to correct you on this, but they don't. Really? I, I, I can't buy a call about Villanova. Really? I, I, I know we're getting off the topic real fast here, but, uh, you know, I, I, there's no question to me. Who's the best coach in this area? It's Jay Wright. It's oh, not yeah. even close. Absolutely. The guy's amazing. Uh, but nobody cares. I'd rather uh, have him as the Sixers coach than Brett Brown. No, oh, please <laughs> don't go there because then I'll start getting hate mail. I wanted Brett Brown. I'll tell you exactly when I want Brett Brown fired. And now it seems an eternity ago. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, he has those two awful seasons to start. Uh-huh. And I know he was dealt a bad hand. Yep. I get that. Yep. He was. He was dealt a bad hand. But most first-time coaches are. That's another thing people – oh, look at me. I'm going. I, I'm not going to talk about him today. No, it's I, okay. I, I say it all the time, and I get a lot of heat for it, but I firmly believe he, he should be replaced at some point in the oh, near future. Oh, a long time ago. <laughs> all right, then I'll finish my thought. Third year, they start the season one and 30. Unreal. And not another coach, manager in the world would ever would have survived those first two years in one and 30. And I watch this team religiously, and they never know where they're standing. They're just here, there, everywhere. I, you know, look, I didn't make this up, Mark. It's the way it's been since the dawn of time. Right. When you lose and lose and lose and lose, who gets fired? Right. The All right? It's, it's just the natural order of things. Yep. You know, like my wife bitching at me about the laundry or something. It's just the way life is. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. It, you, you don't put up those... You put up those amount of losses. I'll give you a perfect example. His first three years, I couldn't believe it, but the Dallas Mavericks had a three-year period where they were worse than the Sixers' three-year period uh, by, like, one game. <laughs> right. They, they even had a worse record. Well, guess what? In those three years, they went through three coaches. Wow. Because they were trying to get better. Yeah. 
Yeah, they, they weren't accepting the losing. I mean, it, uh, it's it's just, uh, and I'm done. That's it. Right. Uh, parade looks good. Are you going to be uh, at that great, parade? Great day. day, and uh, and I I, I got to go. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you, man. I I uh, will you be at the art museum? I I well, what time do you think that parade's over? Great question. I'm wondering the same thing. I'd imagine they're at the art museum by two. Yeah, then my answer is probably going to be no, unless, you know, because that's when I sleep. I yeah. sleep during the day. I, 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 will I be there in some official function? No. No, I won't be. Right. Uh, uh, I'll, I'll get down there. Yeah. I'll, I'll wake up and get down there and watch the uh, remnants of it or whatever. But I'm on the air that night, and I'm on the air, you know, the night before. That's the, uh, you know. Look, I've been at WIP for 22 years, but the shift's not easy. No, it is uh, not. I know that and, from uh, working it with you. Yeah, you have to reevaluate, you know, what you do and all that. But uh, my man, you sound great. Great show. Oh, Big Daddy, thank you so much for coming on, man. Uh, enjoy this uh, this win, and uh, hope to talk to you soon, man. Thanks again. You got it. Take care. Later. Man, Benny could really sense the excitement, the nostalgia in the uh, voice and tone of Big Daddy, you could tell he's um, he's moved by this championship, to say the least. Yeah, he's through the roof, as he should be. I mean, the whole city is through the roof. How could you not be? This whole team has everybody just in a great mood. It's hard not to be in a great mood. And it's hard not to be excited to see the scene at this parade. It's going to be legendary. Cannot wait for this parade. It's going to be fantastic. I wasn't able to make the Phillies one in 08. But, oh, man, I think this one's going to be ten times it. Yeah, and, you know, I'm going to uh, have to watch it because i got a rehearsal dinner, tragically, Thursday night. So I can't show up to that, you know, clothes shredded, puke on my shirt, smelling like a bottle of vodka. Yeah, you can. <laughs> as long as you make it, man. Yeah, sure, sure. And I'll just keep the party going through the rehearsal dinner, I guess. Well, we know the family likes you, so... Yeah, that's right. That's right. You can get away with it. You know, this is going to be a heavy week of boozing for me. Had the Super Bowl party. Now we got parade day. Rehearsal dinner, same night. Wedding Saturday that I'm in, so it's an all-day affair. I mean, you know... This is one for the ages, Marky, and I'm honestly right there alongside with you. Other than that rehearsal dinner, I'm right next to you along the way. That's right. And we'll be uh, collecting a lot of video content coming your way, guys, from the parade and whatnot. It's going to be some funny funny stuff. Yeah, look out, because me and Marky are going to be going around compiling interviews, asking you what this championship means to you. So think about that. And the Chucky doll may make an appearance, I heard. You know that Chucky doll is ready to pop out. Might even be at the wedding. It's a scary scene. How could the Chucky doll not be there? Now, the one thing Big Daddy said there, Benny, about he doesn't get many Villanova calls, I think once March Madness comes around, I think he'll be getting some feedback on Nova basketball. I mean, that team could very well win it all. So I, I think the city will turn their attention to another potential champion there. I totally agree, especially because that time of the year is a bit of a downtime for other sports. So it allows the fans to get bored enough where they start really caring about a local team that they really didn't pay attention to the other 11 months of the year. Right, and it's a local team that has some background with the city here and recently won a championship. Of course, recently won championship and has, you know, NBA player on the roster, Jay Wright a hell of a coach. They're they're they got a special season going on here. 
They might have a special season. Overall, though, they still take a back seat to a lot of the sports teams in the area. Naturally. But I agree that once the March Madness comes around, rolls around, the fans are going to get overwhelmed with excitement for Villanova. That's just natural. But there will be some questions to be answered. There will be some excitement. I mean, the city went pretty wild when Nova won the national championship a couple years back. Totally agree, but now the city's going to be a little spoiled off this Eagles victory. Yeah, and hey, that's not a bad thing. I'm happy for our VIP listeners. I'm happy that they're getting spoiled. Philadelphia's turning into the city of champions, baby. That's right. The On The Mark podcast is is another champion of the city. Mark it down. We're raising the banner in a few weeks. That's right. That's right. We got those flags coming out. I'm very excited for those. Absolutely. The banners will be raised. Something I read real quick today, Benny. Best Buy is going to stop selling CDs this year. Wow. Disappointed me in a sense that, hey, times are really changing. We're getting older. I don't remember the last CD I even bought, but I'm sad to see them go. I th- the CDs were a staple of my childhood, a staple Christmas gift or a staple birthday type of gift, stocking stuff or what have you. It's a, it was always a cool thing to buy, the album artwork. Just yeah, having the CD was cool. They're nostalgic. It is a shame seeing them go, but it's more than due, in all honesty. CDs have been irrelevant for more than a decade yeah. at this point, and they take up a solid space in Best Buy when you walk yeah, in. Yeah, they do. In all honesty. That's a good business There's a move. big space that they could be selling real product instead of, what, $6 CDs right. that nobody buys? Right, right, right. <laughs> no, I know, I know. It's just the... Uh, Seal's greatest hits. A changing of the guard. It is what it is. It's just the, the life in the world and retail evolving. Yeah, it's sad. Sorry to see him go. But it's, I don't like change. It's That's time. how I am. It's time. I'm almost weirded out that now the Eagles have a ring because they never had one before. Yeah, it's I sad. don't like change. It's crazy. It, it's kind of sad to watch that That's tradition go. I always had an affinity for Eagles fans in a sense that – I respected them for being so passionate without the rings. I thought that was kind of cool. It was cool. And now, I don't know, you're going to get a lot yeah. of bandwagon. They already had bandwagon oh, fans. Oh, sure, of course. But, God, now you're going to have a lot of – and I'll tell you what, they have a bright future. If something crazy and they go on to win like three in five years or something insane, yeah. three more maybe. Here's a uh, early uh. Super Bowl prediction from On The Mark, gang. I'm 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 gonna unveil this right here right now. I'm very confident in it. Next year, 2019 Super Bowl played in Atlanta at the Mercedes-Benz Dome will be between Carson Wentz and the Philadelphia Eagles against John Gruden and the Oakland Las Vegas Raiders. I love it, Marky. I love. The and prediction. I'm not kidding, gang. That is my formal prediction, and I'm gonna ride that one out. Can I give you my prediction? No. No, I'm kidding. Go ahead. Yes, of course. My prediction <laughs> is Jimmy Garoppolo and the San Francisco 49ers. Love it. Go on to play. Jimmy GQ. Jimmy G becomes a legend as he goes on to tear apart the Jacksonville Jaguars who wind up getting there. Wow, that would be interesting. I love what the Jags have going on. It would definitely take like a Kirk Cousins acquisition or a stud performance from one of these rookie quarterbacks. How about Baker Mayfield and the mm. Jacksonville Jaguars? That would Go be to cool. The Super that would Bowl. be cool. You know, I want to see Baker get with a uh, 
a Doug Marone type and a team that has the infrastructure around him to succeed. You don't want to see Baker in a Johnny Manziel situation. I'm with you. Now, gang, I unveiled this new option for our VIP listeners. Our voicemail. Call in a question, a statement, something you want my opinion on, and leave it on my voicemail. Gang, we're over here paying $50 a month to have this feature in the studio, and nobody's utilized it yet. None. Our VIP listeners are putting us in the poorhouse, Benny. They'll come around. They'll come around. We can't win with these guys. So we got, I don't know, maybe our third or fourth voicemail today, and it's from a disgruntled VIP listener. Uh, I told the man, I said, look, stop commenting on our Instagram picture saying the same thing over and over again. And he, he was not happy to get this type of restriction on our account. Gang, if you aren't, if you aren't already following uh, On The Mark on Instagram, it's at the underscore on the mark underscore show. Please, please give us a follow. But yeah, so he was disgruntled, Benny. He was not happy, and he left a voicemail uh, offering his displeasure. Benny, play the voicemail for our listeners. Hello, no one is available to take your call. Please leave a message after the tone. Jesus Christ, Chav. You know I love to put Chav on the answer on the Mark show. It's a goddamn shame I can't put Chav on there. Jesus Christ. And there's really nothing we could say about that. We just can't have, you know, Russian bots essentially commenting on our pictures. We can't have spam under our pictures. Our our listeners, our, our viewers, our followers, they want high-quality content, and they can't be seeing silly shit under the pictures, Benny. I think it's funny, Marky. I, I, say, I say let them have his cake and eat it, too. Okay. All right, Chav. You, you you can tune back. You can comment again. You're allowed. Real quick, Benny, before we hit the bricks here, why don't you tell our listeners what you saw out of RJ Bell and his Twitter account earlier? Yeah, you know, we always like to keep the fans up to date on sometimes when we feel that we might have had content stolen or just left our impression on the mainstream media. A lot of people know RJ Bell. He does great stuff. I love RJ. R.J. Bell's a big-time Vegas insider, knows a lot about gambling, big-time sports handicapper. R.J. knows his stuff. He's top in the business, definitely the top podcaster when it comes to gambling. And I'll tell you what, I love R.J., but this time R.J. definitely took a take out of the -the on-the-mark playbook, Mark. I got to say, he put out two Super Bowl podcasts. The first one was called Early Super Bowl Edition. Simple, plain title, nothing crazy. Then we release our Super Bowl Grandioso episodes. I believe we have released two of them by the time he then comes out and releases Super Bowl Extravaganza. Right, and it's a thing where, folks, our show and RJ Bell have a Twitter relationship. We've gone back and forth multiple times. He's certainly seeing the content. Because we have people retweeting the show that he follows. His right-hand man, Steve Fezzik, just liked a tweet I sent them two days ago. So there's a Twitter relationship there. He certainly got some inspiration from that name because we weren't seeing any podcasts, any shows with anything close to that type of silly Super Bowl name that we were frankly just trying to have fun with. 
Yeah, we like to have fun. We like to loosen it up. We like to be different than the rest of the people. And that's why we named it the Grandioso. But whether he stole it or not, Benny RJ's a good dude. Does a hell of a podcast. And uh, he's a really cool uh, cool handicapper because he's accurate. He's solid. I love RJ. He gives you the best information, the best guys. Like I said, his right-hand man, Steve Fezzik, only two-time Super Contest winner out there. Uh, they just preach good numbers, good stuff, and they know what they're talking about. Worth a listen. They know what they're talking about just like we do, folks. They all want to be like on the mark at this point. Early next week, we have Brett Boone on the mark. 12-year Major League Baseball career. Three-time All-Star. Golden Glove recipient multiple times. Silver Slugger recipient multiple times. His brother is now the manager of the New York Yankees. His father was on the 1980 Phillies that... Brought a world, the first World Series here to Philadelphia. He is quite the character. We cannot wait to get him on the show. He has a lot to say, and we can't wait to shoot the shit with him, Benny. Oh, I love Brett Boone. He's a guy that growing up I absolutely idolized. That 2001 Mariners team is probably like a top five cool team in my eyes. I love that Ichiro Mania team. Brett Boone, phenomenal hitter. Great career. And honestly, when you look back, Played some for some very awesome teams. The guys that he got to play with and spend some time with in the locker room. Not to mention baseball royalty at the end of the day. Baseball royalty. An author of a great baseball book about his family. And a part of the greatest regular season team of all time. Those 116 win Mariners. Awesome guy. Can't wait to have him on. It's I'm really looking forward to that one, Marky. What better way to lead our listeners into spring training yeah, then- than have, have Booney on? What better way than to have a brand new on the mark baseball insider and bring them into bring him into the family? Very exciting stuff, Benny. So Philadelphia, continue to party hardy. Enjoy the celebration. Love you guys, and I will talk to you soon. The greatest fans of the world have their Super Bowl. I've taken my bows and my curtain calls. You brought me Fame and fortune and everything that goes with it. I thank you all. But it's been no bed of roses. No pleasure cruise. I consider it a challenge before the whole human race.
Mahomes of Super Bowl 50.